This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. Good morning, everyone. Glad to see everybody. Hey, just want to, to remind you, some of you may not know, we have binders out there that are at no charge to you. Of course, you've already paid for them, so you can probably take as many as you want to. They already belong to you. Matter of fact, everything in here belongs to you, but uh, we ask to just leave it here so we can use it for the other services. But uh, anyway, if you want to pick up a binder to put your notes in, you can go back and look at them, a good way to keep them. So they're out there at Relate Central at no charge to you. Just pick one up and it'd be awesome. So I want you to take out your notes with me. We are, this is part four in our final part of our series that we're calling Rich for Good. And so I want to pray for us all. And then we're going, we're going to get into this last part. It's going to be a fun day. We're going to have fun. Amen. So, Father, we're, we thank you so much for your goodness in our life. And you have been so good to us. And, and you've been so rich toward us. And, and Father, we just want to, we want to follow you. We want to follow your lead. We want to follow in, in the footsteps of your generosity and be generous people. And we thank you that you show us what we need to do, that you help us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you believe that, that God wants you to be rich? How many of you are not quite sure to, if you should answer that, especially in the positive? You shouldn't in the affirmative. You know, a lot of times we, 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 we've, we've come up and maybe we've been told that we shouldn't be concerned about that, that we shouldn't be rich and that, that rich people are not good people. And and, and that's true. A lot of rich people are not good people. And guess what? A lot of poor people aren't good people either. Do you know that? And so uh, it, it's, not, it's not the money or the lack of it that makes you good or not good. It's, it's what you do with it, right? It's what you do with your life. Uh, but but the, the Bible, the Word of God, teaches us that God desires that we prosper financially, materially, that He desires that we prosper. And we see this from Genesis to Revelation, that, he, that it's his will, that it's his desire that we prosper. As a matter of fact, if you were to sit down and, and talk with Abraham and you were to ask Abraham, hey, Abe, do you think it's God's will for us to, to, to prosper and to be rich? Well, that Abraham could only answer according to his experience. And if you were to ask the same thing of Isaac, and if you were to ask the same thing of Jacob, and you were to ask the same thing of David and Solomon and, and anyone else who followed God closely, if you ask them, do you think it's God's will for us to be rich? He would say, they would say, well, I can only tell you what I know about him. And so and they would answer, and then they would have to answer, yes, it's God's will for us to be rich, because they were all rich. Every one of them were rich. And let me just say this, because I know a lot of people, they don't even want you to use a pastor to use that word in church. It's a four-letter word, but rich doesn't mean a million dollars. It doesn't mean a million dollars. Are y'all listening to me? That's not what, it could be a million dollars, but it doesn't mean a million dollars. As a matter of fact, you know, the way that the world defines rich, and we're talking about rich, we're talking about prosperity, the way that the world defines prosperity is different than the way that the Word defines prosperity. The world defines prosperity as the ability to get. It's the ability to get. So when, when you tell people in the world, and they're just governed by the world, and all they're thinking is worldly, prosperity means it's, it's the ability, it's the means 
to get something, to save something, to invest something. It's the, it's the ability to get more. But the word, the word of God defines prosperity as not the ability to get, but the ability to give. It's the ability to give. Now, how many of you know that the, the motive in our desire for more matters? Let me say that again. The motive for our desire for more matters. It's not, it's not wrong to want more. But if your motive is wrong, then it would be wrong. But the desire for more must have the right motive that goes along with it. So it's not inherently wrong to want more, but it is, it is wrong to want more for the wrong reason. Are you listening? And so we've got to have the right motive. We've got to, have the, we've, we've got to, we, we've got to, be, we've got to be standing on the, in the right place with this. So the world, they said, they, they want prosperity to, to, to get, to get more. But the Word says that prosperity is the ability to not get more, but give more. Give more. Everybody say give more. Yeah. It's the ability to give more. I want to read a, a portion of Scripture to you. You can follow along with me in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. I didn't put this in your notes, so you'll have to follow along in your Bible. Either look on the screen. But in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and I would encourage you to read chapters 8 and 9 over the next week. Just read chapters 8 and 9 because he's taught there, you know, Paul's talking a lot about what we're talking about in this series. But in, in verse 8, he says this, and God will generously, and I want you to notice how, how often this word generously comes up. He says, and God will generously provide all you need. Man, isn't that a great promise? God will generously provide all you need, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their, their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources, and then you will produce a great harvest of and he'll produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way, so that you can always be generous. So I want you to know he. I mean, he's talking, and if you read the rest of this, he, he's talking about how that we have a generous God, and because we have a generous God, we're to be a generous people. Right? And so God, he, he's been generous to us, and he generously provides all that we need, and so that we will always have all that we need. He'll provide all that we need, and then we have plenty left over to what? To share, to give to others, to give to others. So we see that the purpose behind prosperity is so that we have the ability to be a giver, to be a giver. God wants us to be a Giver, he wants us to be a giver. Can y'all believe that? You see that? He wants us to be a giver. So, I, I don't want to go to this verse just yet. We're going to go to it later. But in First Timothy chapter six, verse, you know, Paul, Timothy, Paul is is telling his protege Timothy, who was a pastor, things that he should teach on in the church. And so, if you read that whole letter, he's talking about. That he should, take, he, should, he should teach on and preach on sexual purity. And then he says you, you, need, to, you need to teach and you need to preach on money. Because people need to know how, 
how their money connects with their, their spiritual life. And so you need, to, you need to teach them about money. And I don't know if it was the same back then that it is now, but a lot, most times people don't like the preacher t- teaching preaching about money. Why? Because it's too great of a connection to their heart. And so, but he's, he's telling them that you need to teach about money. You need, to, you need to tell people this is what you need to do with your money. And so one thing he says is this, is that you need to tell them to do good with their money. Well, you know, you can do good with your money or you can do not so good with your money. Is that right? You can do good or not so good. So giving, giving, and you can write this in your notes, giving is a good use of your money. Did you know that? Giving is a good use for your money. As a matter of fact, if you're not giving, you're not using your money well. Thank you for that one amen there. If you and I are not giving, we are not using our money well. You say, oh, Pastor Chuck, I don't believe that. I got a budget, and I never, I never, ever spend outside of my budget. I never break my, I never go against my budget. And so how can you say that, that just because I don't give, I'm not doing right with my money? Because the Bible says it. Because the Bible says it. So giving is a good use. Being generous with your money is a good use with your money. It's a good use of money. But giving is is to be regular and random. Giving is to be regular and random. So we talked about the regular part last week. Tithing should be a regular spiritual discipline of every believer. Every believer should tithe. Because tithing, you know, tithing is good because tithing supports God's good work. Right? So tithing is good, and it's a good use of money. Amen. And so we should tithe. It's a good use. And it should be regular. It shouldn't be, you know, just this hodgepodge and... We feel like it this week, we will. You know, if we didn't spend it on something else, then we'll tithe. Or if I don't have plans coming up in the week, something else to spend it on, then I'll tithe. No, that's not putting God first. that's That's not putting God first. That's giving God the leftovers. If I have something left over, well, then I give it. That's not tithing. That's giving God leftovers. The tithe means the first. It's the tenth, but it's the first tenth. It's the first thing that we do. Y'all enthusiastic about this? Look, let me, let me just explain this. Y'all don't, y'all don't let, let me forget where I was. Giving is regular and random. Don't let me forget that, okay? It'll mess up this whole message if I don't remember that. All right. There are two systems, financial systems, that you and I have to work within. The first system is this world's system. How many of you know you have to work within this world system with your finances. You, you get a paycheck, taxes are taken out of that paycheck, you, pay, you buy groceries, you do all these things with that money that, that you earn, correct? But then God has a financial system. And you and I as believers, we have the privilege, the benefit of not only operating in this world system, 
But we have the benefit of operating in God's financial system through tithes and offerings. And, and, and we don't have time to go into all the promises, but when, when we give, when we give regularly, when we tithe regularly, we are operating in God's financial system. And God's financial system is not dependent upon this economy doing well. Because his economy is always doing well. That ought to to excite us. His economy is always doing well. As a matter of fact, God's economy is not affected, affected, whichever one it is. Is it an E or an A? It doesn't matter. You, You understand what I'm saying. God's economy is not affected by this world system. So it doesn't matter if this, if our economy just tanks. It doesn't matter because God's system of finance is not dependent upon this system of finance in the world doing well. He said, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus, not according to this world's economy, not according to interest rates, not according to... I'll supply, I'll provide for all your needs according to my riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. Isn't that good? Heaven's not affected by what goes on in the earth. But we can affect earth by what's going on in heaven. We can operate in in heaven's financial system. So giving is to be regular and giving is to be random. How many of you have ever just received a random gift, a random surprise. Anybody in here? And man, anybody anybody not ever received a random surprise? Gift, okay. (laughs) I mean, isn't it awesome when, when when you just, when somebody just randomly gives you something, you're not really expecting it, you're not really looking for it, and man, it just, oh man, and, and you get it and you go, man, that is, that is awesome. You know, it doesn't, doesn't even have to be something big. It's just kind of like, man, somebody was thinking about me to do that. And, and they just give you this random gift, this random surprise. Isn't that awesome? I got something, I got something for you right now that I want to give you. <clears throat> Y'all come on in, ushers, give it to them. Now everybody's received a random surprise. All right, here's the deal. All your Christmases are taken care of. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. There's $5 on that card. So, uh, but but here's the deal. That's yours to do with what you want to at Walmart. But so you can either use that for yourself or that can be seed to do something 
for somebody else. So, I mean, it's totally up to you, ever how you want to use it. But it's seed for you to do something. You say, well, what's $5 going to do? It'll buy a pack of batteries. It'll take $5 off somebody's bill, right? And you don't ever know what somebody is going through. They're in line before you, behind you. You don't know the, the struggle they're having, the financial hardship they're having, and just, just something. And so, you see, that's a random, random gifts. We can, you, we can just be random with our giving, be led by the Holy Spirit, and just be random. But can I tell you something? There's more joy in giving than there is in receiving. As much joy as we get in receiving something, the joy of giving is so much better. You know, a week or so ago, I just had really, it's probably right in the beginning of this series, the Lord had just, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know how he did it, but he just brought my attention to something and, and something came up in my heart that we should do something for somebody and, and uh, it was kind of a big ticket item and just beyond, you know, like all this, man, I don't know if I got it or not. And, you know, you're, I really kind of plan on using that money for something else and and, uh, but the Lord put on my heart and need to do this. And then, so I've learned, you know, on things like that, it doesn't hurt to wait a couple of days and just check it out and make sure it's God. And, and so you want to make sure I'm being led by the Holy Spirit and not just be led by emotions. And, and so I prayed about it for a couple of days and then it just kept coming up in me. I should do it. And, and I'm thinking, God, if they want that, they can just go get it themselves. They can probably do that. And, you know, I don't even know if they need this or not, but it comes a point in time where it's not about the person who's receiving, it's about the person who's giving. Are you and I going to obey God? And you remember what, what God told Elijah? He said, I've got this widow woman down there in Zarephath, and, and I'm going to send you to her, and she's going to sustain you. Well, it, it comes, it, then it becomes about Elijah just obeying God, and in him obeying God, not only was his need met, but there was a miracle that opened up to that lady. And so, you know, you, don't, you and I really don't know what God has in the pipeline on the other side of our obedience. And so the Lord just dealt with us. And so, uh, you know, I told Tammy about it, and, and she's always just eager to jump on and say, let's do it, let's do it. I said, no, I'm going to wait just a couple of days, and I'm going to pray about it, and I'm going to think about it. And, and it, well, it just kept coming up in me. Just do it. Just do it. Just kept coming up in me. You know, a lot of times it's really hard to go wrong in giving to somebody. Now, you don't want to give to a drug addict. And you don't want to give to an alcoholic. You don't want to, you don't want to support that. Um, but, you know, God, should I buy their lunch or not? He'll forgive you if you do. If you got it wrong, I mean, it's... It's, it, it's really hard to mess up being generous. You know what I mean? It's hard to goof that up. You see a police officer in line, you buy their meals. You see a, a military person in line, you buy their meals. It's kind of hard to mess that up. Okay? And so, uh, you know, we, we did. We went, and, we went and purchased a thing, and we, we took it by the people's house. And, and, and it was, they were just like, they were like, wow. And then we all got back in the car. We were like, yes. It, it, it was just, why? Because this, Jesus said in Acts 20, 35, is more blessed to give. Matter of fact, one of our kids said, oh, and, and they didn't know what was coming. They didn't know. Said, that just makes my night. That just makes my, that just, and they were just, that just makes my night. It just makes my night. 
And uh, why? Because it's more blessed to give. Generosity. You know, stingy people are miserable people. The most miserable people that you will ever meet are selfish people. The, the most joyful people that you, are, that you will ever meet is just generous people. I've got a friend of mine in Florida. He's a pastor. And, and we go see him ever so often. We, maybe we go to a conference or just go for vacation or whatever. And we go, they never let us pay for anything. They won't let us pay for a hotel. They won't let us pay for anything. I mean, we'll stay. We went one time, stayed 10 days, and man, they put us up in a nice hotel for 10. It had to be, it had to be $1,500 worth of just hotel room. Not a night, but you know, for the 10 days or more. But they wouldn't, they, they, they never let us pay for anything. Nothing. They won't let us pay for food. I have to beg them to pay for food. Here, let me get yours. Tammy said, don't let you, don't you let them get that bill. Don't you let them get that. <laughs> have to, 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 I mean, fight them, have to manipulate, lie, deceive, just to, just to be able to pay a restaurant bill. And, uh, but you know, you and I like being around people like that. And it's not just because we're getting something from it. It's because the generosity, the spirit of them, it's, it's, their, their personality, their life, it's, it's magnetic. It's ma- and, and if you and I want, and want to be a person of influence, I'm kind of getting the cart before the horse, but if we want to be a person of influence, we've got to become um, people of generosity. Why? Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And generosity opens up people's heart to find out what you know, but they don't want to know what you know until they know that you care. And one way that people know, nothing screams, I love you, like a gift, like giving to someone. I can prove it to you. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he shouted from heaven, hey, I love y'all down there. Is that what it says? No, for God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. God demonstrated his love toward us. How? By sending his own son. So that's how he demonstrated his love for us. So nothing, nothing says I love you like giving. And so our, our giving should be regular, but it also should be random. So you see that little card on your gift card there? And we've got, we've got hundreds of those out, out in the lobby that you can pick up. And man, we're just in, we're in a season where, you know, we, we just, we're, People are thinking generous. We ought to be thinking generous, but not just every once in a while, but generous all the time. And so what you can do with that card, you can pick up some. We can do with that card when you go through McDonald's, you pay for the person behind you and then tell the, tell the, you know, the cashier, say, hey, give this card. It says just a little something extra to show you that God loves you. And they'll give it to them. And you can watch people's face. They just light up. When they get there, their face just lights up. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, what if I go through there and, and, and I pay for theirs and it's, it's $50? Well, I, you should have checked the back. You should have checked the rearview mirror before you <laughs> agreed to do it. Count how many people are in the car. <laughs> no. 
The main thing is if God prompts you to do it, just do it. And look, here, here's the deal. You, and you say, man, I want to do that every time I stop somewhere. And that's awesome. And you may not be in a position to do that. So look, do for one what you would like to be able to do for everyone. Do for one person what you would like to be able to do for every person. But it's just the, the, it's this heart of generosity. It just, just this heart of generosity. So I want to encourage you. You take that card and you can, you can, you can eat it or you can sow it. It's, it's your choice. And there's no wrong way to use it. It's yours. But I do want us to be mindful of this season. And, and you know, we've got, um, and I realize we've got a lot of things going right now. We've got, uh, we, we've got Operation Christmas Child. And a lot of things going that we're just giving outside the four walls of this church. We have Operation Christmas Child, the boxes or do next Sunday. So I encourage you to get a box or two, fill that up. I don't, we didn't, it wasn't on this video this week, but last week the little girl, she, she was just so happy. She said, I got, I got my own toothbrush because she shared her toothbrush with 11 other girls. And some of the things that we just take for granted, we've got 14 of laying around. Some people are sharing one with 14. And so just, being generous, so bring those, bring those shoe boxes. We also have a box out there that says Warm the City, and we're collecting blankets that we're going to get into the hands of, of the homeless Why? So, so they're not cold. Get, eventually, it's going to get cold. I don't know when that is, but <laughs> eventually, it's going to get cold. And so uh, we want to make sure that people have blankets, right? And so I don't know about y'all, but at my house, we got, we got blankets laying everywhere. And so wash them, please, and then and, and bring them, and we're going to fill up these boxes. We're going to take them. So we've got that. And then I asked you to, you know, consider giving a, a small gift. We said $33. It can be any amount you want. But so you can help me help those who are helping those who can't help themselves. We're identifying ministries and organizations in our cities that are, that are already doing a good job just really helping those who, who, just, who just need some help. And maybe they're not able to help themselves. Maybe their, their life is so wrecked that they don't want to help themselves. But we want to help them. We want to help them. I, when, when Jesus found me, I wasn't looking to, to, to help myself. But he helped me anyway. And so we want to help those who, who can't or don't want to help themselves. And so we're, we're identifying organizations and ministries in the city who are already doing that. So for just a, a gift of $33 or more or less, we can, we can help that. And let me just say that we've got, we've got money in reserves in, in our missions and local missions account. We've got money in reserves that, man, we're, we're going to bless some people. We're going to bless Patty in Thailand. We're going to bless our children's home in, in Guatemala. I've already been in contact with them. And what, what, what does the house need? What do the kids need for, for Christmas? And so we're, we're going to bless some folks, okay? And so just everybody, let's just consciously take part in this. Let's consciously and on purpose take, take part in this. In 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, we've already alluded to this, but he said, uh, he said, tell them, Tim, Paul told Timothy to tell the congregation, tell them to use their money to do good, 
they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Always being ready. Well, the only way we can be ready is to have more than we need, right? And so in order to have more than we need, we've got to operate in both spiritual principles and we have to operate in natural principles. We have to operate, we, in other words, we've got to be in, involved in God's system of finance, but then, yeah, we have to manage our money well. And so when, when you know, the Lord dealt with me to, for us to give this family something, and, and uh, <clears throat> I was thinking, Lord, I, I have the money, but the money's designated for something else. You know, you, it's, you're not going to win an argument with God if you're really open to God. You're not going to win an argument with it. It's not going to happen. And so I was reasoning about it, reasoning. And, you know, I've got this money for something else, and I've been putting this money away for something else that we're going to have to have this money for something else. And, and, so, uh, and so the Lord just kept promising, just, just do it. Just do it. And then he, he led me. Just look at things closer. Look at, look at your financial stuff. Look at it closer. Look at it closer. And so I just kept being prompted. Just go back and look at it. Go back and look at it. And so finally, after looking at it for a day and a half, I realized that I had the money to do what I, the Lord dealt with me to do for this, for this family. But I didn't have to have all that I had to do what I knew that was coming up. God's just, and that probably doesn't make any sense to you, makes sense to me, but God has a way. He, he can show you how to make things work when you don't think there's any way to make it work. And so, he wants us to be rich in good works. Now, get this. He says that the generous soul will be made rich. What does rich mean? Abundantly supplied. The generous soul. You and I cannot go wrong in being generous. We cannot go wrong in being givers. And just instead of being tight-fisted, we're trying to, let's see if we can squeeze two cents out of that one cent. I mean, we, we squeeze that so hard we're making those pennies bleed. We don't want to be tight-fisted. We, we want to be liberal. We want to be open-handed. Amen. And give. Give. Be generous. Be, be generous. Amen. Are y'all listening to me? Well, I just don't have it. Well, look, you can't, you can't give what you don't have. Right? You, you can't give what you don't have. And so we're not asking you to give according to what you don't have. God just says give according to what you do have. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? Do you remember the last couple of weeks? God asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? He asked him again and again. Moses, I got this staff in my hand. And then from then on out, God would say, Take that staff that's in your hand. Take that staff that's in your hand. 
Take that staff that's in your hand. And he worked miracles with what he had in his hand. A lot of times we're looking for what we don't have. God said, take the staff that's in your hand. Take what you have in your hand. I can do something with what you have in your hand. I can't do anything with what you don't have. But I can do something with what you do have. And then the, the prophet Elisha asked the woman, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? She, she's in debt. Her children are being sold off to the debtors. And what do you have in your house? What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? You see, each of us, we have something in our possession we can be generous with. Amen. And so, let's just do it. Let, let's, let's be generous people. You know, generous people don't come behind. Generous people don't lack. Are you listening? Generous people don't lack for anything. So, how do we want to do this? You see, because if you just operate in the world system and things are tight, you think you got to hold on to everything you get and you got to hold it tight. But if you get over here into God's system and things are tight, you realize, and I'm talking about by the leading of the Spirit, I'm not talking about you being under pressure to do anything. I'm talking about you being led by the Spirit, not, not my not my pressure on you to give, not anybody's pressure on you to give, you being led by the Spirit, does God want me to do this? And He'll prompt you to what He wants you to do, and He'll prompt you. But instead, when you come over into God's system, instead of holding on to what you have so tight, you let it go when God leads you to. And guess what? Give, and it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll come back to you. The word says, as long as the earth remains, day and night, how many of you believe that the sun's going to go down tonight and it's going to come up in the morning? How many of you, you just, I mean, you're not thinking about it, you just know it's going it's to go down and it's going to come up. How many of you know, even though it hadn't got cold yet, it's going to get cold, we're going to experience, experience winter. He said, as long as the earth remains, you know, day and night, winter, summer. That's what the Word says. So just as sure as the seasons are, and he said, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest is just as definite as cold and winter. I mean, uh, hot, hot and cold, What's summer and winter. Just as definite as the sun coming up and the sun going down. Seed, time, and harvest, so give, and it will be given to you. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. He that sows a few seeds is going to only get a small harvest. But he that sows generously, guess what? You're going to have a good harvest. So, let's give. Let's be generous. Let's be generous with what we have. Why? Because it's going, it's going to cause the, the windows of heaven just to be opened over us. Amen. Say, well, Pastor Chuck, I can't do all the, I can't do the shoe box. I can't do the blanket and I can't do the, the $33 gift and 
take one of these cards and, and bless someone else. Well, we gave you a seed. You can do, you, you can do that. So you, we, we, if you can't do them all, again, it's according to what you do have. Do one of them. Do, do something. Well, all we're saying is just do something. All of this is just so that we can do something. Right? So that we can be a blessing to those who are in need. Can you say amen? amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you help us. Lord, you have called, you're a generous God, and you've called us to be generous people. Just to give, to be liberal with our giving, to be free with our giving, to be open-handed, and just give. Just give. Just give. Father, you gave the ultimate. You loved us so much. And we were such the object of your love that you sent the very best you had to us. You gave the very best you had. And you demonstrated your love for us in sending Christ to die for the ungodly. We thank you for it. Father, I pray for every single person in here. And Lord, I don't know where everybody stands with you, and I don't want to assume that everybody in here is right with you just because they came to church this morning. So Lord, if there's anyone in here and they, they've, they're not right with you, their heart's not right, they've never received Christ as their Savior, I ask that you just knock on the door of their heart right now and just draw them to yourself. <clears throat> Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind that spirit that's blinded their minds. And I loose the spirit of adoption in the name of Jesus. If you're in here today and you've, look, if you were to walk out of here today and suddenly your heart just stopped and you died, you're going to go to one of two places. You're either going to go to heaven and be with Jesus or you're going to go to hell. Nobody in their right mind would choose hell purposefully. You say, well, pastor, I think I'd go to heaven because uh, I was raised in church. Well, going to church is not going to make you go to heaven. It's not going to make you a Christian. It's not going to make you a believer. You say, well, pastor Chuck, I, I've tried my hardest in life. I've, I've, I've tried to do good and Tried my hardest to do good, tried my hardest to do my best, and, and I've just always been told, just do your best, and you'll be okay. But nowhere in the Bible does it say if you do your best or you lived a good life that you're going to go to heaven. Then some say, well, well Pastor, I, I believe in God. I'm, I'm sure I'll go to heaven. I believe in God. That's awesome, but nowhere in this Bible, y'all look up at me real quick. Nowhere in this Bible does it say if you believe in God you would go to heaven. You say, it doesn't? It doesn't. Do you know the demons believe in God? And they're not going to heaven. It's not just about believing that God exists. It's about receiving his, his God's free gift of salvation. Receiving Christ. And receiving Christ doesn't just mean, 
Jesus, I ask you into my heart, and that's it. It means that you're committing your life to follow him. You're giving him everything. And it is an all or nothing proposition. He's not going to take part of you. He wants all of you. Every bit of you. He wants you on Monday morning. And he wants you on Friday night. And he wants you on Saturday night. Amen. So if you've never done that, this is a great opportunity. You, you, can, you can just surrender your whole, whole, your whole heart and your whole life to him right now. So I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes again. This is all I'm going to do. I'm going, I'm going to count to three. And I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand. But just right there in your seat, you can just lift your hand. And we're going to pray for you. So you be bold and courageous. If God's dealing with your heart, if he's just tugging on your heart, you be bold and courageous. Here we go. One, two, three, right now. Anyone in here? Lift your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Anyone else? Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand in the back. Thank you so much. Good job. Good job. Anyone else? Look, four or five lifted their hand. Awesome. All right, let's all do this together. Let's all just pray this simple prayer, this simple prayer together. Let's pray it out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe that you sent him to die for me. I believe that he gave up his life so that I could have life. Jesus, I ask you into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. My boss. From this day forward, with your help, I will follow you. I will represent you. And I'll obey you. Thank you for saving me. I call upon your name right now. And you said whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I thank you that I'm saved. I thank you that I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody, let's give these a real big hand, all right?